0: Is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.
1: So, obviously, it's the final day of the work week, well, for many people. Some of us, Lavar and I are still working on a Saturday. That's uh, true. Listen, yeah, some true. people grind, some people don't. We grind. That's right. That's yep. right.
2: We are right. yeah, grinders. And
1: uh and so there's a lot of people though that are excited because, you know, they've got the weekend coming up and maybe the work day is starting and they can't help but notice as they look at the calendar, oh, that's right. It's a football Friday. Yeah. yeah. It's a football
2: Friday. Come on. Yeah, come on. Yeah. yeah. Friday night is a football Friday. Come on. Yeah.
1: Football Friday. Touchdown. Yeah. 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 Come on. It is a football yeah. Friday here.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Russ. Uh,
1: uh, uh, <laughs> By the way, just to ask you a little preview into uh, up, up on Game. <laughs> <laughs> a fun game tomorrow morning yeah. uh you and TJ and Plax are you guys going to uh, carve out a little bit of time to talk about Russ's laugh uh <sighs> is that going to make an appearance at some point during the show
2: We might have to <laughs> <laughs> We might have to <laughs> Please leave that for Sam, uh, Berto. But maybe it's just maybe this is just a Berto thing, you know?
1: Oh man, I don't know. Hey, can we hear it again? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> can
2: we hear the whole quote? Can you give us the whole quote? Because the way he answers and goes into it is funny as hell.
1: Uh, I don't even. Do we still? Have do we, we even have the whole quote? Uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, so Russell Wilson was uh, talking with the media about his healing powers. He's got a hamstring. Guess I'm like Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, he's got it. He's got a latte. He's got all everything going on as uh, the Denver Broncos are getting set for their matchup this weekend, which, by the way, they're against the New York Jets. And uh, so here was Russell Wilson talking about his healing powers yesterday.
0: Feeling better every day, uh, you know, day by day. Obviously, it happened Monday night, but um, it's getting it's, it, I, I heal quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but I'm uh, <laughs> uh, getting better. <laughs>
1: By the way, (laughs) the Danger Witch commercials are so bad, are are so awkward and bad that there's no possible way he's not being a smartass. Like, I I refuse to acknowledge... that Russell Wilson's not being a smart ass when he does the danger witch commercials like I, I don't get it dude I, I honestly don't get it but uh, nonetheless Russell Wilson uh, has got to, has got the New York Jets this weekend so well, there
2: you go are The you, powerful New York Jets
1: are you going to get a danger witch at some point are you thinking, no, you think it's No, no way. Yeah.
2: It's too dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too dangerous it is. for me. Uh, oh, man.
1: Uh, just the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, all right. Uh, so uh, we have got uh, some NFL to get to. Obviously, we've got a big trade that we're going to break down again. Uh, look at uh, another angle on that that I find very funny. Uh, but we've also got a Thursday night football game to look back on. It was the Arizona Cardinals getting right, uh, taking care of the New Orleans Saints. A couple of pick sixes, basically three touchdowns in the final two minutes of the first half for Arizona and that was a wrap and the Arizona Cardinals get it done and uh, the conversation afterwards uh, turned to the run-in and the disagreement between Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray where Kyler Murray is seen you don't need to be a great lip reader to point out that he say calm the F down to Cliff Kingsbury and Brady Quinn popped on earlier before he jumped in a helicopter uh, to go uh, film something for big noon kickoff he uh, pointed out that it gets frustrating when somebody's in your ear screaming at you in the middle of a game you can't talk back and Kyler Murray was frustrated and, they, and him and Cliff talked about that afterwards but DeAndre Hopkins who uh, took time out of his hype video making days to point out the dynamic and the back and forth he was the one that was trying to separate Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray and here's the way he broke it down
2: Both of those guys want to win I love to see that. Uh, I mean, honestly I love being part of two, two, a team that two people are dedicated and that focused on winning and I so you're going to butt heads. I'm not married, but from what I hear that's like a marriage.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Uh thank you, Rob. Uh he's uh he's not wrong. I mean, this is they are butting heads. I just I find it funny because you everybody says the same thing that well, listen, I mean, they both want to win. They're both fired up about it. They're both it just it seems like uh these guys have gotten into it more and more over the past few weeks. And then you go back to, you know, Cliff Kingsbury giving Kyler Murray the headset in the preseason and saying, "Well, I want him to see that it's not as easy as he thinks it is." It it does feel like there's this little back and forth that goes on. Maybe I'm reading it wrong, but from the outside, it feels like there's a little bit of uh some friction there between Cliff and Kyler.
2: I believe if there's not a little bit of friction between a head coach and a quarterback, you're not you're not going in the right direction and I just you know for me historically speaking I've always seen quarterbacks and head coaches get into it you know or have have a little friction you know and at least the good ones the great ones I mean did we not hear about tom brady and belichick having a little friction yeah is are things going bad in paradise da 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 this and that yeah, you, know, it, it, you can go to any of them, you know. Whether it be Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin, was there friction? You know, d- you name it. Aaron Rodgers and Lafleur. You remember when they were they were talking about Aaron Rodgers giving uh, the the defensive coordinator the credit for the win instead of giving it to Lafleur when Lafleur first got there? And, yeah. You know, it's the, it's the like, ability
1: to audible to what you want and all that. Yeah, that you, really you just
2: always you just always see because they're the two biggest divas, right? I mean, if you really think about it, who are the most important most uh, you know, criticized, scrutinized, covered um, you know, employees on the team? It's always going to be your head coach and your quarterback. And and they're synonymous with one another's more often than not. And and so you're going to see how those things play out. I mean, look at what happened with Cousins and, and uh what was it Childress? I believe oh, Mike Zimmer. Or Zimmer, Zimmer. Yeah, well Zimmer, that was an right?
1: assault. Uh, Mike Zimmer assaulted Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah mean, they, they clearly had friction. <laughs> <laughs> and, and <laughs> Russ and Pete. Dude, Russ and Pete. Hey. Russ and Pete Carroll. This is Russ and Pete
2: Carroll. <laughs> I mean Russell, Garoppolo, Garoppolo, and Shadass. Listen, like,
1: Russ is laughing about it now. Now, but that was that was real beef that he had with Pete Carroll. I don't real I don't beef? know why why Russ thinks it's funny now. He keeps laughing, but that was I real mean, beef.
2: I ain't seen no beef with Mahomes or with with Allen or anything like that. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, but what what I will say is is that that this doesn't mean that this is something that's bad. I don't think that it needs to be at this moment in time, categorized as bad. Like, right now, we can look at it and just say, let's pay attention to it. Now we know that it's there. Like, we we read his lips, like you said. But you know what? There's no reason to think that the the drama or the friction is is based off of malice or you know a lack of a relationship. I mean, I've told plenty of people that I love and care about to chill the f out, yeah. you know what I mean? So generally speaking, you'll only talk to people like that if you're if you have a relationship with them and you you're cool with them or it's straight beef straight like and I mean straight beef like like chill the F out is on some like you know you're talking bad in this situation I don't want to hear you anymore I, I don't know you I don't want to hear it like chill out there, it, it's it's like there's there's confrontation or or there's just like dude chill 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 out. It,
1: there's you know? a, there's also the reality to what Arizona built there, and it's those two guys need each other. Like neither one of those guys, Cliff Kingsbury or Kyler Murray, were going to be either the head coach hire or the number one pick Bro, without the other one. How many years have they known
2: each other? Well, yeah, and, but but it's also like, like think about that. Didn't they get a Heisman together?
1: No, no, Clip But Cliff Kingsbury was very oh, was high with, on Kyler the Murray. Yeah, he that's was the with Texas in. Tech. Yeah, and uh, that yeah, was that's
2: the coach in USC with
1: Oklahoma. But the, but, yeah. but he, he knew of him and he spoke highly of him. But. Kyler Murray's not the quarterback He had Mahomes, he had yeah. Mahomes. Well, no, yeah. yeah he had Mahomes, and he, had Mahomes. And, and he was always very high on Kyler Murray and, and spoke highly of him But Kyler Murray's not the quarterback of Arizona If Cliff Kingsbury's not the head coach I And, agree. Vi- and vice versa And so that's, like this was the perfect pairing This was the perfect match It's why Arizona moved on from Steve Wilkes. It's why they moved on from Josh Rosen Josh Rosen they traded up and took in the top 10 but yes, they, they identified did. that these two guys together were going to be the direction they wanted to go. And this is the move that they made. So, unfortunately, that's the reality. You guys need each other. And, and there's, you know, they're, they're going to butt heads like this. I think it's funny that it happens publicly like it does, because I think a lot of this stuff probably happens more behind the scenes. But, you know, as, as there's Bra-
2: nothing behind the scenes anymore. Yeah, that's but, true. You know, even behind the scenes, there's nothing behind the scenes. So that's kind of that's out. Yeah. It's you know. uh but. technology has totally changed that. You know, anytime there's any type of something drama or fun or funny, whatever it may be, it's getting captured. Somebody's always got a phone out. Some something's always being captured. There is no behind the scenes anymore. You would be best to approach things as there is no behind the scenes. Yeah.
1: I'm a big yeah. behind the, the scenes guy. You know, you, you're a big yeah. what? Huh? Behind Sega. the scenes guy.
2: Okay. Yeah, Michael yeah, Douglas. Listen, take two. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> just, uh, thank you, Russ. <laughs> thank
2: to. you. Okay. Billy you Bob. Know, that's, uh, <laughs> All right. All right.
1: <laughs> that's That's the way I operate. I'm not one of these, uh, you know, make everything public. You know, we have conversations behind the scenes. It's the way I do it. All right, but again, not everybody's built the same. vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish a job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto-do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at oreillyauto.com 2pros. That's oreillyauto.com slash 2pros. slash sports tire dot com the way tire buying should be you know there's a lot of bridges though pittsburgh damn right the 412 yeah. iron city bridges everywhere that's right how many bridges they got there there's like hundreds I too think. many yeah it's a lot of br- Lee, can we look that up how many bridges are in the city of pittsburgh it's like what they're known for
2: i mean we do have the most rivers you know
1: well yeah I mean, come on, man. Who doesn't know that? Let's go live to our I-know-how-many-bridges are in the city of Pittsburgh insider lead to laugh at the latest, Lee. You'll find a total of 446 bridges in Damn. the steel city. Wow. 446? I didn't know it was that many. Yeah. Officially the most in the world. How bad Three it? more than Venice, Italy. Bam. How bad it, huh? So PA, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, PA. Seems like unnecessary. It them. does seem kind of unnecessary. Yeah. I got an idea. Why don't you put some cement over those rivers so you can cross yeah. better? Yeah, come on. Just crawl up a, a bridge, some rusted out bridge so I can fall to, a, you know, into the water, 20-degree water. Come on, LeVar.
2: LeVar, hey, what man. are the five bridges of Pittsburgh? The five? Yeah. On, I don't freaking know. Come on, Var. <laughs> the, the pen, <laughs> the, the 8th Street or something like Let's that? Let's just make
1: uh, up five. Pittsburgh related. The Primani <laughs> Uh, the Greg Lloyd, the Liberty, the North Hills, and the bad baseball team bridge. Is there a uh, one of those? Is that one of of those in Pittsburgh? Is it Liberty (laughs)
2: Bridge? (laughs) Thank is it you, liberty?
1: Russ. There's the Andy Warhol Bridge, the uh, Rachel Carson Bridge, the Smithfield Street Bridge, the Philip Murray Bridge, and the Fort Pitt
2: Bridge. Considered Fort the five Pitt. big How ones. Fort Pitt that. is the only one I would know. Yeah. Fort. Pitt. I don't even know the other ones. Yeah. I'm sure I've crossed them though. Hey man, you know it's I'm, great. I can get. I can give you the the the. Uh, the inclines. The Washington Incline.
1: Oh yeah, those things are awesome. Where you where you go yeah. up the side of the hill. Yeah,
2: yeah. those things are I, cool. I actually forget which the other one is. I don't know. You
1: know what's awesome about Pittsburgh, though? When you well, get awesome about when, you, Pittsburgh, when you get to Pittsburgh me. Airport, it's a smaller airport, so you can get. Th- but when you come from LAX or a big airport to Pittsburgh, it's fantastic because you can just get your stuff and roll out. But the second you come down that escalator, what do you see? Franco, Franco, yeah, the immaculate reception right there, right that's in front right. of your very eyes. So that's right. So yeah, there it is. Uh, that little, is uh, correct. Little Pittsburgh Bridge update for you. You know, I wouldn't even be
2: able to tell you for the Fort Pitt. That's all I got for you. That's all right. Hey. You said Johnny Carson. Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, was one of them Johnny. Sophie Carson? Masloff. That was one
1: of them. <laughs> <laughs> Art <laughs> Rooney. Okay. Yeah. Now we're heating up. Yeah. Was there? Is there a Yancy Thigpen Bridge? By any, oh, by oh any my chance? Gosh. Just, uh, just curious. Shards off the Yancey. Yeah. yeah. What's up, Yancey? Yeah. All right. Um... We are brought to you by Nitta. Any first responder <laughs> will tell you never try to beat a train. After braking, it can take a mile for a train to completely stop. So when you come to a rail crossing, stop because trains can't. So uh, coming up later on this hour, we are going to uh, have our picks against the spread. We're going to spread them uh, in the uh, in the NFL this weekend. Oh so we'll yeah, have that for you here. Oh yeah, uh, about uh, twenty em. minutes from now. Uh, before we get into this uh, <laughs> this topic we we're about to get into here, uh, oh, I found yeah. this to be very very entertaining. Uh we have a developing situation here and
2: and uh <laughs> what did he say? I heard it but I didn't hear it. Say it in my ear. I want to hear it. Uh <laughs> say it.
1: Yeah. Just uh, yeah, there's oh. a lot going on here behind the scenes. Okay. All right, you know things are happening. All right, so let's get into this. All right, back on track, trying to be professional broadcasters here in the midst of chaos. All right, so we're <laughs> thank you, Ross. Uh, back on, <laughs> back on track here. Um, uh, so I, this is funny about uh, the Christian McCaffrey trade. So the Carolina Panthers trade him to the San Francisco 49ers. That happened late last night, and the comp in return is a second a third and a fourth round pick this upcoming draft and then there's a fifth round pick in 2024 and the best part about this is that the Carolina Panthers wanted a first-round draft pick for Christian McCaffrey, and they weren't able to find anybody that was willing to shell out a first-round pick. And so Ian Rappaport and some others have pointed, at, pointed out that what the Carolina Panthers got is basically close to an equivalent to a first-round pick in a second, third, and fourth. What? Good. How— how's that an equivalent like it's either it's either a first round pick or it's not a first round pick this idea that oh we'll give you a second a third and a fourth and that's the equivalent to a first round pick the hell are we talking about here i mean these these are all lotto scratchers anyways but a first round pick is is much they they can do all the math they want and say well the way that we rank out these draft picks and their value and their comps and all that doesn't make any sense you either get a first round pick or you don't get a first round pick they basically took a bunch of second uh some mid-round picks and are going to try and turn that into something well maybe they can trade up in the draft for. Carolina is the worst team in the NFL. They're going to be picking one overall. They're not going to need to trade up. Just call what it is. It's a fire sale like right now the 49ers got the best player of the deal we have no idea what these draft picks are going to turn into and and steve Wilkes. we've now we now it's very clear steve Wilkes is not going to be the head coach there next year he's clearly an interim. the fire sales underway robbie anderson's gone christian mccaffrey's gone baker mayfield uh, i don't know what his yeah done yeah (laughs) never
2: showed up yeah just I i mean
1: come on but why why would why would they bring baker mayfield back next year like i i just it is it they're in full blown rebuild mode we talked about it before the season like don't try and spin it any other way then we didn't get what we thought we were gonna get from Christian McCaffrey. We didn't get what we thought we were gonna get from you know some other moves that we Matt made. Ruhle. Yeah, Matt Rule.
2: Oh. Oh, that's and what you wanted to t- say. Take
1: your, no, but it's 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 Matt Rule. It's Baker Mayfield. It's yep. anybody Sam that they brought Darnold.
2: in. Everybody. It's everybody. It Christian, just, yeah, you said McCaffrey. Yeah,
1: right? it just it hasn't worked. And so the idea that they're gonna try and say, well, they got equivalent to no, you didn't. It's a fire sale. Just take what you got. It's not a first round pick. You weren't gonna get a first round pick. It was the Rams and Niners that it was coming down to and you took the best deal you could get which is multiple later round picks in the draft and then you go forward just like this this spin job that's done there to where well you know they San Francisco won the trade period. They got the best player of the deal and they're a better football team.
2: It, today they got the best the best part of the deal. Yes, perceivably. Yes, but but it could change. That could change. It could develop like, you know, years from now or it could be very very uh soon. And the reason why it could be very soon is if he goes down and 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 he gets injured then any draft pick is better than a player that isn't able to play, and and that's you know that's the big that's the big thing here is if it, we all know what he what McCaffrey is when he's healthy. I mean he's he is he's as good as it gets. Yeah. But again, that big old pronounced ginormous. But, you know, it's like right there in your face, yeah. And you got to see it. It came into the room, it's huge. Everybody's looking at it, and you know, it's a big butt. It's like a tray. It set something on it. So you could put put an entire. Um, Two, you know, two Long Islands. There you go. Yeah. There you go. You could put two chairs in front of it, yeah. sit down, have your Long Islands, <laughs> sure get could. back up and roll out. You're good. <laughs> it's a big butt, man. It's a bar top. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's that's the key here <laughs> is that if McCaffrey stays healthy and, and can integrate into the offense, which is seemingly he should be able to integrate into any offense because of how dynamic a player he is, it's just going to be, is he is he healthy? And if he is healthy, the San Francisco 49ers are going to be a problem. But if he's not, then those draft picks don't seem so bad because it's like for as good as he could be, it's its always something that's going on with him health-wise. And, you know, there's no reason to think that once a guy is is injured as much as as McCaffrey has been, there's no reason to think that that trend is going to just magically just stop. So it's just interesting to think that there's the possibility that he could end up being injured, you know, for the duration of his career. And then what does that mean in terms of mortgaging your future with your draft picks with a guy that wasn't really able to give you as much as he could have if he would have been healthy?
1: I mean, you know what's uh, funny about this? Everybody knows this, but when you get an opportunity to win a Super Bowl, if you get to a Super Bowl, you got to close the deal because you, there's no guarantees you're ever going to get back there. Like, Carol- Carolina had, you know, they followed up that Super Bowl year in 2015, which by the way, it's not that long ago. It seems like ages ago. Like that was that was 7 years ago and and it seems like that was, you know, uh, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Completely different era of football. And they go to the Super Bowl that year. They were 15 and 1. They were fantastic. They had a down year the following year and then they went to the playoffs in 2017 at 11 and 5. And they've had a losing season ever since. Like, it, like they, they've been a shell of what they were during the Ron Rivera era. And it was kind of up and down while he was there. But they were consistently a playoff team. And they've just been looking for answers ever since. So, uh, like, the idea I, – I just – I hope that when we talk about the history of the Carolina Panthers and everybody wants to point to, well, you know, once Matt Rule got there, stop – like it, it this was happening and heading down this direction well before Matt Rule got there. Like they they were having issues well before he got there and David Tepper decided it was time to move on. Matt Rule still owed 40 something million dollars. Maybe he takes another head uh, coaching job in college, but Carolina has been on the path to bad for several years and this is basically bottoming out, correct? I mean, like this is where we're at.
2: You you'd like to believe that it's bottoming out. I mean, you got a new owner, so they ended up selling the franchise you know you got again the fire sale that's taking place you got rid of ron now you've gotten rid of your next coach it's uh you know there's a lot going on there there's a lot of moving parts
1: since their last playoff appearance they're 25 games under 500 just a lot they, of games. They've been bad. I mean, so I just I, – th- that's – like, when this stuff happens, like, it's so easy to pinpoint one thing or the other. But
2: like. I don't know that they've bottomed out. There's still a lot of football <laughs> to be played. Hey, man, like, <laughs> they could redefine. They're bottomed out where they're at right now. Oh man! But there could be a lower bottom to the bottom that they're at right now with their bottom bottom. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, they are uh, they are not good. Uh, just not good. Uh, not uh, a good football they team. They don't either.
2: heal up as quickly as, as Russ. You know. No. Yeah. Well, they're, listen. They're, they don't have that Wolverine bang, blood. They're, they're still banged up. Yeah. They don't have that Wolverine blood. I mean, come yeah. on, there, man. You know this yeah, works.
1: Checked it with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! com/slash/sports/tirerack.com. The way tire buying should be. So Tom Brady, uh, obviously, he apologized for his uh, comments uh, comparing the NFL to depl- to deployment. Uh, I'm sure you yeah, were happy about that. Even, it's not close. Yeah, he was. Uh, so he got a lot of pushback. A lot of uh, people came after Tom Brady for that. But he also decided this was the time after uh, the shouting match and all that to talk about his plans, retirement, what's going to happen moving forward. Here was TB12 yesterday. There's been a couple of national talking heads speculating that, you know, Tom is not even going to finish out the season. And I've tried to, like, say that's got to be crazy. I mean,
2: we're here all the time. Can you clarify? Well, that's really why I'm here. I'm here to announce,
0: finally, (laughs) you guys push me to the brink. And, uh, no, I think, you know, I think a lot of it for me is just us going out there to, you know, I love the sport and I love the teammates. And and, uh, I want to go do a great job for this team like I always have. So, no retirement in my
2: future.
1: Yeah, that's a bummer. That means, uh, you know, Giselle's probably not happy about that, right? Uh, That's going to go ahead and Close up shop on that if if he is having the issues he's having and reportedly it's because of him playing if that relationship's over he's coming back next year like i, I would be shocked if he just decides to walk away after this year now whether it's with Tampa who the hell knows uh, I think it's probably going to be the 49ers but i I would be shocked if this is Brady's last year w- w- in the NFL where do you f- where do you fall
2: on that I just think anything's possible with him, and 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 at this point, I think that anything is possible. Leans more towards him proving that he can play another season, and then when he plays that next season, it's proven that he can play another season. Like he's literally like I saw that that GIF going jiff going around that had the old ass man in the in the flag football game <laughs> walk running yeah. for for the touchdown. Yeah, he's literally going to push for as long as he can to show that the T 12 method is indeed a real thing yes like I mean, imagine he's 50 years old and i mean he's getting there he's close you know imagine being 15 years or 50 years old and still starting in the national football league there's there's a couple things there one talent must not be what we think it is or two um the game has gotten so soft and they have slowed it so slowed it up so much on quarterbacks that you could actually play until you're fifty years old because of the rules that are in play to not touch the quarterback. Think about that all he has to do is keep his arms strong, keep his legs and his core strong to be able to deliver the throws but that's you know to me <laughs> as crazy as it might sound it's actually a tad bit feasible. To think that it could happen.
1: Well, and and also, when's the last time you saw Brady outside of a quarterback sneak? like do anything under center. Doesn't it seem like he's always in shotgun? Always.
2: And, and, and he gets rid of it.
1: Yeah, always in shotgun, gets rid of it fast and and that's why guys like Edelman and Amendola, that's why his running backs are always featured in the pass game because like that's that's always a primary weapon for him. Like Leonard Fournette and he he got better towards his final year uh in Jacksonville, but Leonard Fournette and one of the knocks on him was well he's just a running back, he's not a great pass catcher. Dude, he's like one of their, their top receivers. Like, that's one of the go-tos for Brady at, out of the backfield. I, I think – but it's weird, though. I I, don't, I look at it and I go, it is a Brady thing because I watch Rodgers and I'm like, man, I think Tom Brady's going to end up playing longer than Rodgers does, meaning from this point moving forward, I think it's more likely Rodgers retires first than Tom Brady. I really do. Like, Roger seems... I mean, why not?
2: Like, I should... Why like, not think that? You know what I mean?
1: It shit Like, it's, cr- it's crazy, but I just... I don't see Brady packing it up after this year. I mean, if they were to win a Super Bowl, I could see him, you know, riding off into the sunset and all that. Or if it just got to the point to where physically he was totally diminished, but... I don't look at this year and say his skills have diminished. It's just they've been banged up. He's taken a little bit of a beating. Uh, the, the, they're not flowing on offense, and he's been trying to figure out some sort of a rhythm with his offensive line and all that, and I don't think they're as good of a team as they were last year, but I don't think it's as much on Brady. I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a real possibility he comes back, not, not that he finishes out this year, obviously, and then comes back next year. I, I think it's happening.
2: I don't think it's video. far-fetched at all. Whether he was married happily, whether like leave his personal business, personal life out of it, all things given, all things aside, he was probably coming back next year. (laughs) I mean, that's he he loves the game. He loves playing the game. And he doesn't look like like even though they're not playing as well as they have in years past of him being at in, in Tampa, it's not like they're playing horribly bad. Nobody's counting them out on being the, a team that can end up on top of the NFC at season's end. You heard Q say yesterday, these these types of starts, Tom Brady had quite a bit in New England. They started off a little shaky, a little rusty, or lost a couple games here and there early on, then they turn it up later on in the season. So... Brady doesn't look like he's slowing down. I'm not looking at them like, oh, the the you know their the concerns and and their uh, you know lack of of wins is based upon him slowing down. I mean, if you recall, when he first got to Tampa Bay. The, the one game where they was like, oh, he didn't even know what down it was. He ain't, he's getting so old. He's 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 got, you know, he got Alzheimer's. Yeah. Like he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't even know where he's at. Like a Thursday man, night up. in Chicago. Then yeah. all he did was go win a Super Bowl. Right. I mean, shut up. Right. right. So so in the end, like with Brady, I, I just I think anything is possible with Tom and. The best thing he can do right now, for himself and for his team, is is really just play his play his heart out and be as present as he possibly can be, under any of his given circumstances.
1: So, when you got drafted to the NFL, uh, say draft day, if somebody were to ask you how many years do you want to play in the league, what would your what would your answer have been?
2: um probably ten
1: okay so ten years great and great career and you had a great career anyways but ten uh, ten years all right,
2: yeah, all right so
1: that means you would have retired of what, I was off three and you would have retired uh in what two thousand ten yeah okay yeah. Tom Brady was in the same draft class as you yep and he's still playing twelve years later yep <laughs> it's insane Yeah. I mean, when you, like I said, when you
2: put it in perspective, I'm sitting here, I got my elbow wrapped up. My, my elbow is all sore, like out of nowhere. Like, like it's either arthritis or, or the gout. I don't, I have no idea, but my elbow is that bro. My elbow is sore for no reason. I'll, I'll wake up at any given point during the course of, of, of my life and I'll have pain. Like I'll have joint pain. You know what I mean? Like, At at forty four, I'm forty four years I think. Am I forty four? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Forty four years old. And and how old is Tom Brady? Forty five? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm forty four. I'll be forty five this year. God darn it. Um getting old isn't fun. And, and, And 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 for what it's worth, it's painful at times. So to to think that that dude is still doing what he's doing. And, and listen, you could say, well, it's by position. Of course, you played a much more, you know, grueling and grimier position than than a quarterback's position. And you would be right. You know, our bodies took. You know, our bodies take more of a beating than what a quarterback generally does, but but still, to get up and maintain that regiment for all these years, that is a grind. It's crazy, man. That is a a straight up grind to do what he has done for as long as he has, man.
1: And it's also like one of the other things, they talk about this in fighting. Everyone looks at like the fights you have, like like boxers. They look at, well, how many how many fights has he had? And they're counting the fights that they're having, you know, in the ring against opponents that count on their record. Like, you're having fights every day in camp. Like you're, you're, you're like it, whether it's a fight physically just to get through a workout or to go run hills or to go. So it's it's not even just the wear and tear that you go through in the game or in the fight. It's what's leading up to you even putting yourself in a position to to have wear and tear in those moments. And so when you just factor in all the years whether whether it was college or his training off field you know in the off season and the fact that he's still here and and we're talking about is he going to come back at 46 like and he came and he entered the league in the year two thousand. I just that's why when I when I hear people say like, oh god, you know, we're tired of Brady, uh, move on, tired of hearing about the conversation. You're never gonna see
2: this again. Hey, hey, bro, my oldest son was born in twenty uh, or t- two thousand. All right, he's twenty two years old. That's and, and has the possibility of going pro in the next. Three years, and Brady might still be there. And Brady might still be <laughs> insane.
1: That's why I don't understand why people are so negative about him. Like, oh, we're ta- that's like
2: baseball stuff. You're
1: never going to see it again. You're never going to see this again. It's never going to happen. So, uh, so yeah, it's uh, unfortunately well, for Giselle. In theory, he's
2: in, back. in theory, if you get a really, really good pocket passing quarterback, they may pay, play for a really, really long time because the, the rules just they're in favor of you having longevity with what it is that you're doing you just have to stay efficient and you have to stay successful and relevant enough where you don't lose your job see that's that's the key many of us have wanted to play for a long time and and the idea of it is you know they have to drag you out of the league before you you walk away from the game it's all about your production you know, so the the hardest thing will be, can you stay productive for it for that long? He's not only played for a long time. There's been guys that have played a long time. He's playing a long time and he's productive. Like he's still relevant. He's he's a factor, and that's you know, give it up to his preparation and the way he takes care of himself and 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 everything that goes into the the method of of how he he's done this, but. Let me tell you, that's not by accident. No. He didn't luck out and do this. So, for anybody who may have thought he got lucky or, you know, this was just, you know, I don't know, random. No. That dude puts in, like, literally, it's his life. Well, you played against him in college.
1: He he, he wasn't this. He wasn't this
2: guy. the, The special was there. I'll say the special was there. But to this capacity, to this degree, um, I don't think anyone would have predicted that Tom Brady would have this type of career. In fact, who who coming into the league would you predict would have the type of career that Tom Brady has had? Yeah. Yeah, So so for that to you know he's redefined. What you know, expectations versus reality—what um, they really look like.
1: It's two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, so, before we get to break, I—I um, I was going to mention this yesterday, but somebody uh, put together this stat: if you just took Tom Brady's stats in his 40s, he would be the Bears' all-time leading passer in just his 40s. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's how bad. Just his 40s. Just his 40s. <laughs> Not the 30s.
1: No, just his 40s. Hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: So, so basically, uh, that's what you're working with. So anybody complaining about any of uh, Tom Brady's performances, if you're a Bucks fan, uh, listen, it could be worse. All right. You could be the Bears who have been waiting uh, since about 1920 for quarterback production like you're getting every single week. So, so there's that.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. Auto Parts